Alright. Hello, hot vibes. Ah, and welcome back to Sense8, episode 10. What is human? Uh, uh, sorry, that was a mess. <laughs> oh my we god. Were... Before this, we were going on a 10 minute rant about childhood shows like Dragon Tales and like Little Bear and shit. So oh we, we were kind of like out of it, and then we had to realize we need to start recording. So we're a bit Jesus. all over the place today. All over. All over the place. <laughs> Good, we're only talking yeah. about two shows today anyway. We won't be too all over the place. That's yesterday, but... yeah. I mean, you know, fill time. You know, <laughs> so how was your week this week? How was my week this week? Did I do anything? I went to work. Not a lot. Uh, uh... No. <laughs> what did I even do this week? I was busy a lot. I filmed a lot. Oh, it was my birthday. <laughs> That's what happened. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Happy birthday. Thank you. I'm 28. Um, it was fun. I had a little live. I was doing my makeup. Was oh, fancy. yeah. That, yeah, it was, it was whenever that worked. So I popped in for a bit and then I had a little Yeah, you did. Whenever that worked. You popped in for a bit. I remember being like, if you're still here. And I don't think you were. <laughs> oh, no. I, I think you did that once. I heard it once. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. When the um, BTS permission dance video you got. But then after that, I was gone. So also, I realized that um, it's not DVDs. It's like a it's a, like a little QR code, and you can get it on Weverse. It like gives you the ability to get it on Weverse, and then you get a bunch Ooh, of physical cool. stuff. So I don't have DVDs. I have oh. a QR code, <laughs> but oh. I still have the video. <laughs> yeah, which is exciting. I haven't watched it yet, but I need to. But I've been way too busy. I have been filming and editing all week because I kept putting it off, and so I still got everything up on time that I needed to get up. But today. I'm going to be filming a lot because I was supposed to film yesterday, but I was not having it. I was just laying on my freaking couch, just like staring at the television and it was not going well. So I have to film a lot today. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, ATs are having a Japanese comeback on Wednesday. Oh, exciting. Um, so that'll be a big thing. Uh, what else? What else? What else? What else? What else? Oh, I picked up a game. That I haven't picked up in a bit. Last time I played it was like 2018, 2019. I think it was 2019. It was when I was moving. So 2021 actually. Maybe. I don't know. But I played it a bit ago. Uh, my friend was also playing it at the same time. So we were like sending each other snaps. And, and being like, oh my god. Like, did you get to this level? Da, da, da. Uh, and it's um, Immortals Phoenix Rising. It's so fun. I hadn't heard of it before she told me about it. And then I was like, I'll check it out. And then I got it, and I finished the entire game. It's so much fun. <laughs> Immortal Phoenix Rising. Let me look at what is this about. It's about you play this um, human, I guess, called Phoenix, and you have to help free the gods from Typhon because oh. Typhon has taken over, and uh, there's four gods that have been like relegated to the sides, and you have to like go into their vaults and save them and stuff. And there's vault. It's kind of open world, which is really cool. You have to run around and go to different vaults and stuff, and try to defeat Typhon from like the inside out. And then the final vault is like this gigantic volcano in the center of the map, and it's like mm. it's so much fun. Like like all the vaults are like these little like puzzles, and Ooh. you can fly everywhere. You can get upgrades and god powers, and you can get the essence of the gods and the blessings of the gods, and it helps you like be more powerful and there's dlcs that are awesome where you like become a god it's so much fun <laughs> like i've finished this entire thing except for one dlc which is the stupidest thing i've ever seen me and my friend open it at the same time and we were like what the fuck is this this is not phoenix <laughs> i don't know what this is but the point of view of the camera has changed and i don't like it so yeah. <laughs> it was stress inducing but i've decided to play it again like i've played the entire thing already 
but we both like were messing each other like oh dude i was thinking about this like i, I it popped up on my snapchat as a memory and i was like i kind of will play it again she's like that's crazy because i literally just opened my switch and i stared at it for like 10 minutes going i mean i could <laughs> so yeah i think we're both playing it again now because we both started over but i i chose normal difficulty instead of story which is the thing i chose for the first playthrough but i noticed the difference like going through and playing i'm like i still have all my god powers because i did new game plus so you're like the story is still you have to work mm. through it but you still have all your stuff from the previous game so i'm like powered up i am like top-notch power but it still takes me a second to defeat the enemies and i'm like ah shit i can tell what <laughs> the different in difficulty um otherwise i would have been like one swipe bye <laughs> um but it's oh my god it's so fun i freaking love this game and i want to pull it up after i finish with you but i have to film um and i have to film a lot so i guess i'll i don't know I'll, I'll i'll film a lot and then i'll sit down and play it because i really like it it's a very fun game um you guys should play it if you haven't um i don't think anything else happened this week it was just my birthday and that's about it so <laughs> yeah that's it. How was yours? Um, it was busy. Yeah, I mean, not at work because work was a pretty short chill week. Um, cause I had Monday off and I took Friday off, so it was a pretty short chill week. Um, there. But um, oh, I got the Only Friends box set finally. That's right. Yes, it's really cool. Yay. I like it. Yes, it has the whole like it comes with like a little like film strip of like pictures and shit. Mm. That's really cool. Add like a red little casing over the box because I what did this say? It says love and passion. And then when you take off the red thing of it, it you see like Anne Secrets. Like, that was in. cool. I was like, oh, that's so that was like my favorite part. I was like, oh, this is so cool. I'm like geeking out over that. It was so you cool. showed that to me. You were like, Psh, and I was like, wow. <laughs> I was sick. like, oh, there's hidden messages. <laughs> that was so cool. So that came, which is great. I love that. And so then on Thursday, the live action Avatar The Last Airbender show came out. That, you've been watching all of it so fast. I noticed I No, so what happened was, I after I got home from work at like four, I binge watched the first four episodes. Then Friday morning, I took the day off work to binge watch the last four episodes. I can't commit. <laughs> I'm sick. We, <laughs> literally, yeah, that was it. <laughs> but literally this whole week from like Thursday to last night was me filming and or editing that was reactions. I part of me wants to like maybe watch it, but I haven't seen the show. That's like you don't have to. I would have as as someone who has seen both, and I personally love the live action, so I I like both of them. Mm. As someone who has seen both, I think you should wait and watch the original show first. There are a lot of references you will not get that I like picked up on, and like you don't necessarily need to. But I think I would advise you to at least. Check out. I know cartoon and animation is really your thing. But I'm I was work still... on that. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I've started watching, or I've watched one and a half episodes of Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous on Netflix because it has dinosaurs. And in season five, it has lesbians. So I'm like working on it um, with that. But hopefully I can get to, because I know everybody talks about it. And I just feel really bad that the only thing I've seen is that shit movie. <laughs> Like, yeah, okay. Like, so, I know it's bad, is the thing. Even though I didn't know about Avatar or anything in it, I watch it going, this is the shittest thing I've ever seen. So I yeah. feel bad that that's the only thing I've seen. Uh, yeah, so, well, okay, well, this might be a slight spoiler for later. But 
the Avatar was actually going to be the next show I was going to have you watch, the cartoon. Oh, really? For the podcast. Ah. But I know cartoon isn't your thing, so I was going to do, like, a little, like, give it a shot, watch the first two episodes. If you don't like it, I'll give you something else and stuff like that. Mm. Um, So I guess that will prepare you, like, you know, to kind of, like, because you said you'll work on it and weaving your way into it. And, like, it's such a, like, it's a masterpiece. Like, there is no other way to describe Everyone it. Everyone says that. Everyone that says that. It is a masterpiece. I feel like you you definitely, like, again, you don't need to watch the original to watch a li- the live-action Netflix one. But you should. There were so many little references I I got and, like, other people did. But, like, not everyone does. Like, but the original show can never will never be beat. Like, it will never be beat. Like, the live action, I know some people had mixed feelings about I personally really loved it. I think the casting was great. I think the effects were great. The costumes were great. The story was different and interesting. There were some changes that were, like, I was like, oh, th- I'm surprised by this. But I actually kind of like it. Mm. So there are many differences. But, like. I knew going into it, it would never touch the the original, and it didn't. Mm. So, I would like, yeah, I, I I would say wait, watch the original because okay. it is a masterpiece. And like I said, when we finish Pit Babe, that that might be the show I pick for you. So okay. So <laughs> wait on that because I one I just want to rewatch it again after watching the fucking live action. One. I'm like the hype is there. Yeah, I mean you never know, and I've been meaning to because like as as we know, I'm not going to the animation, but like. I had that's one of the shows where I'm like literally every single person I've ever seen talk about this only has good things to say about it. So I, I mean I've never seen someone say, Oh, it sucks, like ever. And it's a very large variety of people that have said it's good too. Like I I go, Oh, I wouldn't expect you to watch this either or you, but like you did and it's like the big thing for you. Like you love it. So it's definitely something I've been very interested in watching because of the amount of love for it. No, yeah. So I, yeah, I, I would definitely advise you to wait on that because, like, I, again, I've seen people who like are kind of like you, where they like don't watch anything animated or cartoon. They just they hate it. They don't like it. And I've watched that show and loved it. Exactly. Because the story, the story is so good. The characters are so good. The growth of the character is so good. Like everything is so good. Where they're like, yeah, that's like the one exception I'll make for it. Mm. So like, I've seen people in your shoes, which is why I'm like, hey, maybe that would be an idea. Um, and also it's just. I, I, I need to talk about it. Like, I want to talk about it with you. It's like, there are so many things that, like, it hits you so hard. There are moments that, to this day, still make me cry in that show. Really? And if we if, we, if you stick with it for the podcast and we get to those moments, I might be crying about it, talking about it, too. Because it hits so fucking hard. But it's so good. It's so good. All right. Sounds exciting. I, I will yeah, wait Yeah, but that eagerly. won't be till after Pippin, so it'll be a yeah, like, sorry, two, three months. <laughs> Speaking of buying things and receiving things as well, I forgot another thing. Yesterday, I told myself I was going to do it at least one because I've been waiting so long for this. The 80s are releasing characters like 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 BT21. Yes. Like, the amount of time I've waited for them to do this, I've been sitting here going, okay, I have Skazoos from Stray Kids. I have BT21. You got to do something because, like, you're my ults and I don't have anything and it's killing me. And they're finally releasing some. And I was like, I'm not allowed to buy anything because I'm saving money, but I will buy one. (laughs) I will allow myself one plushie. And I've now pre-ordered it on a website that is at least somewhat reputable about selling real merch and not fake merch. Um, So I have purchased one. You want to guess which member I've purchased it for? (laughs) I haven't seen the, um, okay, what's it called? I I haven't seen the actual, like, and, like uh, I have seen some of them, but I don't know who like who, which one's which. Which one's which? It's N E T. So it called? A A N I A N I A N I 
T E Z Z. No, T E E Z. Tease. Any. Okay. Any tease. Okay, let's see. They're so cute. And no, once I found one, and it's it was cheap. To, well, it was cheap, and then the shipping was not cheap. Um, so. Close oh, enough. I almost just bought all of them. That's odd. <laughs> don't do that. Um, don't do that. Don't do that. Okay, uh, at least tell me like which. which I, I can't. Okay, this is what did not help me. You you can t- um, you can tell me about it, and I will tell you which is which. Okay. Who do you got? Oh my god! I cannot fucking read a name. <laughs> there are a lot of X's in the. Yeah, there there were X's because they were like, um, not telling you who was uh, uh what their names were. Oh. Oh wait. Oh, I found the name. Okay, so they're a June Grammy. Yes, that's Hong Jun's. He's okay. a little squirrel, I think. The squirrel. I think it's like. a squirrel. Yeah, it looks like a squirrel. Um, Dion Biol E. Dong is Dong. Dong Biol. <laughs> the pink bunny. Yes, that is Songwa because Songwa's oh. uh, counterpart is a bunny. Oh, nice. Um, there are other counterparts. Tu Dongji. That's the. Oh, Chu I don't know. I think it's, it's cream I think it's, colored a little bit. Yeah, it's yellowish. Chu Dongi is um uh, uh da, 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 da. it's you knows because it's a golden retriever. Oh, it's a dog. That's what it is. You know, it's a golden retriever. Um, Hetmongi? Yeah, Hetmongi is, um, uh, Yosang? Yosang's. Yeah, Yosang, because Yosang's counterpart is heavily debated. He's either a Doberman or a Maltese, but okay. the character is a Maltese. Okay. Um, Sandioki? Sandoki. Sandoki is, um, Sans, obviously. <laughs> okay, yeah. Sandoki. Or that purple cat? Yes. Okay. Got the smiley eye. Um, <laughs> Byongming. Byongming is uh, Mingi's. It's like I think it's chicken. a chick. Chick? Is it a chick or is it a duck? Chick. It. I, a chick. I mean, it could be either, but it looks like it. I I still can't remember if it's a chick or a duck. So if, uh, if oh, someone... why don't I just scroll through the profile and it says what animal it is? Oh, perfect. um, <laughs> but yeah, bunny, dog, dog, cat, purple cat, chick. Chick, there we go. Yeah, and then Wung Wung Young Nai Yang is a black cat. That's Wung Young. It now says the number two, so I don't need your help anymore. What's um, his name? Wung Young. And then, um, Jung Bear is a bear. Jung Bear, yeah. Jung. Okay. They're all so flippy, flippin' cute. But like, I I was like, I'm only allowed one. I will get them all when I have money. But I'm only allowed one right now. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go with um Sans the purple cat. Yeah, correct. Yeah, <laughs> it's so cute. Yeah. Not only is it a cat, but it has Sans smiley eyes, and it's just like perfect for him. And I was just like, I love Sans, so I had to. I was like this close to thinking about the golden retriever with Yuno, um, but I already have this, so I figured that like, I could, I could, I could, I could pass. Yeah. And I could get, I could get Sans now. So now I have a Sans thing and a Yuno thing, you know. So. I'm very excited. It's not shipping until like April or May, but like I'm getting it. <laughs> yeah, it'll come. It's coming. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Goodness gracious. Um, episode ten of Sense Eight. Yes. What is human? Yes. Very exciting episode. Um. I'll be oh. honest. I forget most of this That's because so cute. I watched it at like four in the morning. On four in the morning. 
because <laughs> I woke up, I woke up at three and tried to go back to sleep and I couldn't. And I had to get up at six anyway. So I was like, you know what? Might as well watch this episode. And then I like I did I I, walked, I didn't fall asleep at all during it. But I was definitely like zoning out at the time. And I was like, wait, what ended up happening? I had to rewind and like remember things. But I. I, I'll be I'll be honest. You're gonna need to refresh my memory a lot. I will do that. I'm sure there's one part that's most memorable, um, but sort of, yeah. The, the... I mean, I, I, I know I know what part you're talking about. The disclaimer okay. and everything, but like honestly, okay. I was like, well, okay, good. Because well, some people are like get squeamish, so I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I'll be honest. Like, do I think it was like, oh, it shouldn't be there? Not really. I think it was necessary. Not really. Like, I didn't really care that much about it. I was kind of just like, eh, whatever. I think, I'm glad it's there. I just know some people get a little like, <laughs> so that's why I try to give disclaimers. I never know. So I'm glad it was though. And I have some fun facts about it to tell you when we get there. Okay. Um, so we start off with mainly Wolfgang. He's walking through um, the Garden of Exile, the Holocaust monument that he was at before when mm. he was proposing to sell the diamonds to that guy. And he's remembering a lot of things he said, like how this place brings clarity to any decision, which suggests that he has a decision to make. And he's trying to really think about it. And he captures um, fleeting glimpses of all his fellow sensates. They're walking through the same area. It's kind of a moment where they're all together, but they're not together kind of thing. Mm. Then he walks up to Will, who is standing in front of a slab with writing on it. And it says, is the Holocaust an aberration? Or a reflection of who we really are. And Wolfgang asks Will why it's so loud where he is. And Will says that it's the 4th of July. It's Independence Day. And Wolfgang just says, huh, what's best in life, huh? Which is the quote from that he shares with Felix from... Oh, what's it called? The one with... Uh, the one guy. <laughs> what is that movie called? God damn it. Oh, um... Lionheart? No. No, that's Caffius. No. The, um... I, 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 I won't say He-Man, but that's not right. No, it's Conan. Conan. Conan the Barbarian. Yeah, that's it. Conan the Barbarian. So he quotes that saying, what's best in life, huh? And Will doesn't seem to understand. Uh, he's like, I don't get it. And Wolfgang walks away saying, you wouldn't. And that kind of has to do... I've seen a bunch of people theorize as to what he means by that. And I think it's because Wolfgang, as we know, grew up in East Germany. Uh, and the whole you know separation of East and West Germany played a part in how he was treated when he came over to West Germany. And so he doesn't really have that, you know, pride in country or patriotic nature because he was like condemned for where he was from and he didn't feel like he belonged there either. And it's just, he never really felt that. So he knows that Will wouldn't really understand because over there, it's very like USA or over here, whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're there too. <laughs> USA and so like he's like no you wouldn't get it so but yeah. I, I find that so interesting that a lot is like held in just that one sentence and over with Will he's in Chicago during 4th of July everybody's playing around uh, in the water everybody's having fun feeling free and Jonas appears behind Will and he says you seem lost and Will says hey whoa where have you been? And he says, it's not like a mobile phone service. I can't just contact yeah. you whenever. <laughs> and so Will visits Jonas, who's still being held prisoner in the lab. And he says, "We need. I need you to find a safe place where we can talk. Because we obviously can't talk here. And you don't want to look like you're talking to no one out in the middle of public. Yeah. So let's find a place where we can talk. 
over with son. She is still in prison, but she's visited by her lawyer. And he says, I mean, it's extraordinary because in my time as a lawyer, I've never experienced anything like this because your father is willing to give a testimony that will lead to your freedom. I can have you out of here in less than a week. He's willing to cooperate completely. And so he hands the pen to Sun for her to sign it. And Sun asks what will happen to her brother because she still feels a little you know, my mother asked me to protect him. And this is going yeah. against that, even though it's helping me. And the lawyer says that the court will probably want to make an example of him. Mm-hmm. Because he evaded them first time round. And so they're like, no, you can't get away now. Yeah, didn't they say that they went easy on her because she came clean and confessed? Yeah. And like, which now I'm realizing is covering for the true criminal. And that's not going to be good for him. No. And he says if he were in Junki's place, he would probably leave the country as soon as possible. Mm. And as Sun holds the pen, she returns to the museum that Wolfgang has been walking through. And she's struggling for a moment about her decision, remembering the promise to her mother. But she says, and this is another one of my favorite quotes from the show, she says, I want to believe that the past is done with us the moment we are done with it. The moment we move on from the past, it doesn't have a hold on us anymore. I really love that quote. I have to try and remember that. I, I try and remember that throughout my life because in my past, a lot of things have happened that I've just like hated have happened to me. And I've hated the like mental strain that it's had on me. So I try yeah. to be done with the past so that it doesn't have a hold on me anymore. And I really appreciate that she says that. It's, it's very true to her character as well. So she signs the document. So evidently she's going to be getting out of there soon. That's good. That's very good. And now with Wolfgang. Wolfgang is sitting beside Felix in the hospital room, who is still unconscious, laying there. And Steiner, his cousin, enters. The guy who shot Felix enters the room with his friends. And Wolfgang's like, oh, hell no. (laughs) You're not allowed to come in here. And he says that he knows Sergei visited him. And that they had a nice conversation. And Steiner said that since he's also his cousin, he suggests that, you know, he needs to give a motivational talk to Wolfgang. A TED-type talk, if you will. And he says that he loves them. He loves Felix. And what happened to Felix was so hard for him to watch. Despite the fact that he's the one who shot him. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, I'm like, okay. I, I, okay. Ah! (laughs) This man. (laughs) But he, he says... Oh, I think it's I think it's my fault. I'm like, yeah, no shit, you're the one who shot him. And <laughs> yeah. he says he's he's pulling for Felix's full recovery, and he says that he also has close friends in this hospital who will let him know if Felix is doing well or better. And he says, Well, my friends here, they they tell me that things go wrong all the time. I mean, sometimes people are given the wrong medicine and then boom, dead. Uh-uh. And Wolfgang immediately knows what he's doing. He's like, Look, I'll give you the diamonds back. But you leave us out of this. Leave us alone. And he says, look, I'm a forward-thinking man. I don't like to dwell on the past. So if you get me the diamonds, I'll I'll forget about all of this. No problem. And he leaves and Wolfgang's like, okay. Um, So with Will, he is in a museum talking to Jonas. They they found like a quiet place to talk and sit. And uh, Jonas asks if it's Independence Day. He's like, ah, 
I see a lot of people running around, all excited and stuff. And he says, yeah, it's, it's Independence Day. And Jonas talks about his life and what it was like for him to grow up where he was. He was born in India. He grew up in London and moved to New York during his 20s. So he never really knew which country <laughs> he really could like celebrate as like being from there. You know, he, he's lived in many a different place throughout his life. He never knew which he could grasp his allegiance with. He yeah. states that he kind of envies people who have a one clear-cut allegiance to one specific country because he's felt welcomed in three different ones. So that's very interesting because while I grew up here, um, I've always felt a big allegiance to the UK because that's where half of my family's from and a lot of people I love are there right now. And it's very interesting to have your brain torn between two because i've never felt 100 percent allegiant towards this country i'm not the biggest fan of it um but yeah. also i'm not the biggest fan of the uk and their government either so it's interesting to like be floating around multiple different areas and not really know where to sit yeah and like for me at least like i've always like lived here i don't really have like family anywhere else like it's always mm. kind of just been in the u.s but like even I don't have allegiance here. Like I really don't yeah. care about. It. Like I, yeah. like I'll be completely honest. Like I don't have anywhere that's like pulling me anywhere else. I'm just like I'm here. I'm like, eh, not really feeling it. So, I mean, I'm kind of just like in the like a weird limbo of yeah. I like, I have I know I know nowhere else, but I also ha don't really like pledge my allegiance here where I am and what mm -hmm. I know. You know. Honestly, I, ever since I was little, because I was always like, no, it's UK for me. I know. I know my dad's from the UK. That's my thing. Like, ever since I was little, I was like, no, I'm not American. Leave me alone. Even though I am. Um, <laughs> but even, like, when I was in school, everyone would do the Pledge of Allegiance. I'd be like, I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm, I'm British. <laughs> not pledging allegiance to this country. <laughs> but so it's really interesting to, like, not fully know where to belong especially if you're not really keen on any other countries you're from like mm. it's it is it's very much like a weird limbo will mentions that his father michael who yeah we've met like once or twice he's very clear about his allegiances he says oh when once he has a drink in him he will be like star spangled banner it's us or them like that kind of thing will asks jonas if they're human if sensates are human because i, I he's like I, I feel human like am i uh, am i not like i feel like i've been human this whole time and jonas asks the question what is human hmm. and he says that an, an ability to reason you know is it the ability to imagine to love or to grieve if so we're more human than any human will ever be i find that very interesting that's a very cool sentence um but then we cut to Kala. We stop there yeah. with them for a second. We cut to Kala. She's waiting in the hospital with her father. And her father is very um, intuitive. He notices when something's wrong with her and when something's going on with her. And he asks her what's troubling her. And she doesn't really reply for a second. She looks over to Rajan and his family, trying to think of how to even talk about this. And... He says, tell me what's on your mind. And she says that she's still confused about the wedding. She says that the police wanted to know why Menendra was at the temple. And honestly, it's none of their business to be fair. If, if this was the reason, which it is the reason that he was there, 
it's not really yeah. their business to know that. <laughs> it doesn't have anything to do with what happened to him. Yeah. So it's not really their business. And Sanyam assumes that, you know, obviously he was there to u- visit you because he's a non-believer. So what else would he be doing there anyway? Yeah. And Kala tells Sanyam that Menendra was consider- reconsidering their marriage. And he asks if she told the detectives yet. And as I'm saying, she doesn't need to. Uh, but Kala says she hasn't because she hasn't even told Rajan yet. And Sanyam assumes that Kala hasn't told Rajan yet because she's still confused about the wedding. So it's all kind of like a big old circle for Kala at the moment. She's yeah. not 100% sure what to do. And she says, well, it was it was his last thing that he told me was that he didn't want his son to marry me. And that I should tell him. And her father's like, well, if he asked you to tell him, that means he knows that his son wouldn't listen to him if he told him not to marry you. I mean, this was, at least from Rajan's perspective, this is a love match. It's a love marriage. It's not an arranged one. So he's wondering that maybe Kala thinks that because this is his father's last wish, what if it changes his mind then? What if he changes his thoughts on it now that he finds out that it's his father's last wish, then he would maybe definitely be reconsidering the marriage. But he says, if you do that, then his father will have more of a hold on his life than he probably would have ever wanted him to because it was his last wish. Yeah. And if you don't, if you don't tell him you're starting whatever happiness you may find with him upon a secret. Mm. And it's really a tough decision that Kala has to make. And but he says that he figures that she already knows the answer of what she has to do because he knows her and he knows what she's going to do. So she's going to do something we don't find out in this episode. We'll find out in the next one. But she has her answer on what she's going to do and how she's going to proceed with this. What do you think she's going to do? So, I mean, this kind of reminded me of the um, son and her mom situation where, like, keeping her, like, dying wish. And obviously Mm. it's a little different, but... I mean, so so the Rajan's dad dying wish was for them not to get married, essentially. Pretty much, at least the wish that he had before he was like critically injured. Yeah, but that's also what she really wants is for them not to get married as well. True, it's a it's tough. <laughs> it's not really her doing it for him. It's more of her doing it. I mean, she could say and use him as an excuse, but I mean, also that's what she really wants deep down as well. True, but if it hurts Rajan, then she doesn't want to do it either. Because the last thing I think she thinks about other people more than she thinks about herself. Well, yeah, that I mean that much is hasn't been clear so far. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a tough situation, and she definitely knows what she has to do. But it's it's honestly either one could bring pain. So yeah, so back with Will. He's still in the museum with Jonas, and he says he was once in Will's place with the father of his cluster telling him all this bullshit about the Sicilian and what it meant to be sensate. And Will's talking about his confusion about the fact that BPO not finding out that he was a potential sensate, even though he took a lot of health checks. Like, he's been to the doctor a lot. He's had blood tests, scans, MRIs throughout his life. How have they not found me out until now? Or not even yet. How have they not found me out? And Jonas talks to him about the fact that 
the differences are very subtle. And it's like finding a difference between a bonobo and a baboon. Like, they're both, like, of the same species, just ever so slightly different. And you have to know what you're looking for. And if you don't know what you're looking for, it just seems like some very tiny, irremarkable difference in in the scan. And no one would really pay it any mind. Will says, I don't think it could be that different because I look the same. I feel the same. And Jonah says, are you? Do you feel the same? Because you mean when you're not, like, sharing your thoughts with, like, seven other people around the world? (laughs) And he convinces him by saying that he's not normal. And all the things he's experiencing are something that feel natural to him, but are just the wildest difference from humanity. Just from one chromosomal change. Like, they, they are a completely different race of humanity. But they're also not human. Like, it's it's an interesting thought to, like, comprehend. Like, what their species is. Like, they are human, but they're not human. You know? They're a different one. <laughs> so, with Caffius and Kala. Caffius is on his couch watching Lionheart, which is what I mentioned earlier, but I didn't remember. And Kala um, is sitting on a bench alone outdoors thinking and trying to figure out what to do. And... Then she sees Caffius sitting next to her, looking like, wow, <laughs> I love him. <laughs> and she walks in, into his living room. She walks in front of him and she says, you're Caffius. I'm Kala. And the first thing he says to her is, you are so beautiful. I'm like, no, I love you. You are just the sweetest human. <laughs> and he offers her to sit down, sit on his couch. And she observes that he has a very large TV. And he says, oh, yeah, it's like an S4 pixel, whatever. Like, I'm not good with TVs. Uh, but it's like a, it's a big fancy TV and he knows the specs. Mm-hmm. And Kala asks him why people in, like, in quotes, slums, I guess, in poor areas, have such large TVs, but they don't seem to have beds. She says she's been in a house like this before and they had a giant TV, but they didn't really have a place to sleep. And... Caffius says that because the bed kind of keeps you where you are and a TV takes you out. It lets your mind go out into the Mm. world and experience different things from the comfort of your house. And it's kind of a way to escape, which I've always treated it like that. (laughs) Kala asks what he's watching and he says, oh, I'm watching Lionheart. And she's never seen it. She's like, I have no idea what that is. And she's like, is, is there dancing in it? And he says that Jean-Claude is the Fred Astaire of martial arts. He says that he always watches the movie whenever he needed to find some courage. And Kala says that she could definitely use some courage right now, which is how they're connected right now and how they're talking yes. to each other. Because she needs courage and he always finds courage from this film. So with Wolfgang, we see him return home. He's going to prepare to give the diamonds to Steiner. He apparently has been hiding them in ice cubes. They're in an ice cube tray in some ice cubes. That was smart, actually. It took me a minute to realize, like, oh, that's actually kind of clever. Very smart, because you put them in water and you can't see them. They're invisible. Yeah, I mean, I mean unless someone comes in and, like, you know, starts using them as, like, for your beverage. and then... Obviously, then it's a problem. But, like, it's very much, it gives, um, you know those things where, like, I've seen them on TikTok where you put, like, little, like, balls, like, very clear balls in a vase and then you kind of like design something around it you pour water into it and then the balls just like disappear because they're clear and you can just see the stuff in the middle that you've like placed strategically it's very cool 
Very cool. Um, so I assume it's kind of like that because the diamonds are clear. You could just like pour water and they'd be gone. You you can't see them even if you look yeah. really hard. And so that's yeah, that's genius. <laughs> Very genius idea. He puts the ice cubes in a bowl and in a microwave. So apparently he's melting them to get the diamonds out. He gets the diamonds out, puts them in a pouch, tightens it, and gets ready to give them to Steiner. So he's evidently going to be giving the diamonds up. Maybe. We shall see what happens there in a second. Mm. Um, but first, we're back with Cathias and Kala. Uh, Kala is reacting to the violence on screen. He's, uh, there's a lot of kicking and fighting and punching and martial arts. And she said, I thought you said there'd be dancing in this. <laughs> and Cathias says that fighting is dancing, which I maintain is very true. Because fighting, especially in films, has to have a choreography to it. Yeah. It's very similar to dancing in that aspect. And Kala says the movie is really violent, but Kafias reiterates with, life is violent. And she says, I didn't used to think that life was violent before, but she does now. Well, obviously, she watched a guy get stabbed like six times. So. She did, yes. So now yeah. she has been a little traumatized, and now she knows how violent life can actually be. Back with Will, Join Jonas is talking more about what it means to be a sensate. And he says that a flock of birds and a shoal of fish move as one. And when you look at aspen trees and how they can feel each other from miles apart and how the mushroom can understand the needs of a forest, you begin to grasp what we are. And he says that sensates were probably around during the time of early humans, you know, around the same time. We could have even been there before the humans were. And he re he, uh, if he was there at the beginning, he wants to be there at the end. Because he knows that BPO is trying to make sure that they're not there at the end. They're trying to take them all out one by one. And Will questions how sensates have been kept a secret from humans. Jonas says that secrets are important in human societies. You know, it's what keeps everyone together. It keeps societies secret. It keeps organizations secret. Yeah, secrets are very important to humans. And that they'll never really allow something that threats threatens that especially if they uh, people can like pop into rooms when they they're not actually there and if there's a threat to a secret i don't think humans will stand for that he says yeah so we'll ask jonas if he has a secret because he can he's like he says ah your cop intuition is fun <laughs> but he admits to will that whispers will try to use him to get to the rest of the cluster and Will asks if Whispers is the person who is also named Dr. Matheson. He says, oh, yeah, he, he uses many names, but we all call him Whispers. And Will kind of visits the lab location for a second. Obviously, he doesn't see Whispers because Whispers is in Jonas's head. Hmm. But he's there. And he says, never look him in the eye, which we know. Never look him in the eye. And as Jonas says this, Whispers is beside him, watching him. Will realizes that the reason Angelica committed suicide was to protect the cluster because she had looked him in the eye and they would have all been in danger if yeah. she was st to stay alive. So Jonas tells Will the secret of him surviving. He says that his father told him that it doesn't matter who came first. All that matters is one mutation severed themselves. He explains that since humans are emotionally disconnected from each other, it makes it easier for them to destroy others he says killing is easy when you can feel nothing so he, evidently he's like women really feel nothing <laughs> i mean 
fair in some aspects. But yeah. yeah, so he's so apparently because humans were severed from their connection to nature and each other, it was easy for easier for them to kill because they don't feel as much as sensates do. So back with Wolfgang. Wolfgang pulls up to the meeting spot in his BMW. He takes off his sunglasses. He grabs a pouch. He's ready to go. And the second he gets out of the car, immediately he's like, hands in the air. Because outside there's two cars parked with Steiner and his men. One of the men gets ordered by Steiner to check on Wolfgang for any weapons. He doesn't have any. But he doesn't find the diamonds. And then a second later he checks him again. And then he finds the diamonds. I'm like, you dumbass. Like, how do you not check everything? Um, But they find the diamonds on him. And... Um, he tosses it over to Steiner. Steiner's like, yes, my diamonds, I've got them. Wolfgang is impatient, but Steiner asks him how he opened the safe. Because I, I was like, I've got these now. Yeah. But now I want to know how you did it. Because I went there, and I drilled into that thing for two hours, and there was nothing there. It was clean. So how did you get it? And he's like, I cracked it, obviously. And he's like, that's funny. No, you didn't. It's an S&D safe. You can't crack that. You didn't crack it. And he's like, no, I did. I cracked it. He still doesn't believe him. He believing that Wolfgang thinks he's stupid. And he's not going to convince him that he cracked it. Because there's no way he fucking did. So he punches him, kicks him multiple times. He knocks him down. And Wolfgang is trying to crawl slowly to his car. Because there's something there. A gun is placed against his head by Steiner. And he's asked, do you think I'm stupid? He's like, no. He's like, great. But you need to tell me what the fuck you did. Because I want to know. And I'm going to kill you and Felix if you don't tell me what it is you did. How you got into the thing. And as he's stuck there, someone gets alerted to this. It's Lito. Lito is like, whoa. What's going on? I was depressed in the tub. And now I'm here. (laughs) And both of them are kind of like watching the scene from afar. They're like, analyzing it like you were this close like you knew he would knock you to the ground you knew the gun would be there and you made sure that it was within reach for when he knocked you down how'd you do that you were so close you analyzed for everything he's like i was i know i just kicked me away from it i just needed a little more time and he said look all, all, all you need to do is tell him a little lie just get him to calm down so you can move towards the gun and he's like, I, I can't do that. He's like, why? He's like, he kind of reminds me of my father. And it's hard to lie. It's hard to pretend mm. when I'm in the face of someone who makes me feel small. And he's like, I mean, may I? <laughs> Can I step in? He's like, all right. So Lito takes over Wolfgang for a moment. And he, uh, Steiner's still furious. He's eager to know the truth. So... Lito tells Steiner a fake story about how Felix found out that the guy who owned the, who had the diamonds liked boys, liked guys. And so he went out, got him a couple of drinks, and eventually he got the combination. He's like, oh, no way. Did he suck his cock? Like, he's like, yeah. he's having a lot of fun with this. And yeah. he was like, and so Lito's like, he did what he had to do. And he's like, oh, that's fucking hysterical, cocksucking Felix. Like, he's he's having a great time with this. <laughs> yeah. He's a dick. Um, so he believes the story. He loves it. He's walking over to people or, or his friends. And he's like, would you still cock for this? And, he's, and one of the guys is like, I mean, sure. <laughs> I mean, like, what? for diamonds that could make you filthy, stinking rich for the rest of your life? Filthy, stinking rich. I would suck like, for that. <laughs> I was going to say, like, I... <laughs> 
I was I, I didn't think it would be that easy to get you to say that, but I guess it was. <laughs> um, no, if I get that much money, are you kidding? Like I mean, uh, like yeah, like asking, like I mean, moral aside, like we already talked about, like you know how we would prostitute ourselves for our money as well. <laughs> I <laughs> I mean, babe, one at one time. This. Um, in context, go listen to that. There's reason. I it. swear to God, there's context. <laughs> yeah, there's there is good context, but like, no, like, like yeah, like why wouldn't yeah. you? Obviously, for that much money, hell yeah! Like you would have to be freaking stupid to not do that. Yeah, for real. Like he's like, he's like, oh well, you're ridiculous. It's like, okay, well he got the diamonds, so yeah. Like I mean, he ended up winning with the diamonds, even though he all this is make up. But like, yeah, yeah, no, like he would have gotten the diamonds if he did. So like, what do you mean that's stupid? He succeeded in quotes. Like, yeah, no, yeah, I would. For, for sure. Like, as a lesbian, I totally would. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no. I mean, like, it's, it's literally, like, Money. maybe, like, a few minutes of uncomfortableness for Money. a lifetime of rich. All the money. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Question of the week. Would you? <laughs> <laughs> would, would, you suck a, would you suck cock for many diamonds? <laughs> Jesus Christ, what has this become? Okay. Oh, um. Anyway. Anyway. So while he's over there laughing with his friends, Wolfgang, or Lethal Wolfgang, Wolfgang at this point, uh, takes the opportunity to run towards the gun, or crawl fast towards the gun under his car that he has stashed there. And he grabs it, successfully takes down, like, at least two at first. And then when he's jumping over the car and everyone starts shooting, he takes down another one. He's quick. He's good. He knows how to shoot. And as he's on the other side, the others get into the car. He's like, we got to get away with these diamonds. Let's, let's get out of here. And so as they're driving away with the other four pretty much dead, um, Wolfgang is like, oh, no, you're not getting away that easily. And he goes to his trunk, opens it up, and there's like a rocket launcher bazooka in there. Like, it's, yeah. there's a whole oh. thing in there. So it's like, oh, great. This will be fun. And he points it towards them. And as he shoots it and it's firing towards them, they turn around. And he's like, "Oh fuck!" Yeah, <laughs> like, oh my gosh, he screams, and the car is blown up into a massive fireball. So he takes him out. He takes the diamonds out. Honestly, he doesn't need them anymore. He even he never honestly it was never about the diamonds for him. It was about cracking the safe. It was about cracking the safe, and it was about it for Felix. But honestly, if Felix survives. That's the best thing that could happen. Like, fuck the diamonds. Yeah. We don't need them. We just need to be safe. I mean, I, I would still try to get the diamonds. I would still try and get the diamonds, that's too, but I don't think that's possible now. <laughs> I mean, they might still be in there. I was going to say, does fire melt diamonds or burn diamonds? Not that I know of. I'm sure they're still in there. Yeah, I, I would but... go over the corpse and just get, like, from a tree to get the bag of diamonds. But it's a bit of a of a uh, fire. <laughs> like, it's all fire right now. Hose it down. <laughs> wait for it to come, you know, like, like extinguish. Wait for the body to cool down a bit, and then you know, dig through. Um, <laughs> yeah, hose it down a little bit, and then get it. But yeah, no, he needed yeah. to get out of there because I'm sure people were like, um, something just blew up over here. Do you want to send some cops our way? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, but if, if there was a chance to cool it down, yeah, I guess. But mm, I digress. Uh, either way, Lido's very happy about what <laughs> he's like. Yeah, that was yeah. sick, man. <laughs> <laughs> And Wolfgang says, thank you for your help, because he helped a lot. He says, lying's easy. Lying is what I do. Yeah. And Wolfgang kind of feels what's going on with him, and he says, we all make mistakes. You have two choices. You either live with it, or you fix it. And Lito's like, you know what? You're fucking right. And so he calls Hernando again, whose mailbox is presumably still full. 
And he says, I know it's your mailbox is full, and I know you're probably not going to get this, but I've made a mistake, and I'm going to fix things. He's ready. He has a purpose now. He is no longer depressed. Ready yeah. to go. But first, back with Will and Riley. First, we see Will. He's carrying a basket full of beer and sausages. He's carrying all this fun stuff to... For 4th of July, he's carrying it to the docks, and he runs into Riley, who's kind of staring out at the river. She's there. And he's like, what are you doing here? <laughs> and in Iceland, Riley is in the lobby of a concert hall. She's waiting to see her father play, because he's gonna, he gets to play again. And Will said that he's going to see his father as well. They go out and sit on a boat for 4th of July and watch the fireworks mm. and have a couple beers, a couple brats. And... Will tells Riley that Jonas said that it's very dangerous for her to be in Iceland. And Riley says that, yeah, Ursa said the same thing. So both of them, even though they're not on each other's side, or at least Ursa's not on Jonas's, have said the same yeah. thing about it being dangerous here. So it's probably dangerous. Riley says that Ursa mentioned that Jonas shouldn't be trusted because he works for BPO, or he's worked for BPO, and he mm. should not be trusted. And Will... I appreciate this. Will, who has been like trusting Jonas in a way the whole time, or most of the time, um, says, I'm not even sure who we can trust at this point, so let's just focus on taking care of each other and not trusting anyone else outside of the cluster. And I was like, that's actually great, because while he's been trusting him this whole time, what matters most to him is the cluster. Yeah. And anyone outside, even if they can be trusted, let's just focus on each other first. Yeah. I really appreciate that he said that. And wasn't like, what? What are you talking about? Like, some shows will do that. Like, no. Like, I can't believe you would say that and then storm off. Like, I've seen shows do that. But yeah, that's not he fully agrees with her and goes, you know what? Whoever we can or can't trust, I know we can trust each other. So, great job, Will. I love that. Um, so, Riley thanks Will because without him, she really wouldn't be there. Because he saved her from the whole mm. about-to-be-dead thing. And yeah. um, they kiss. They're cute. Yeah. They kiss again. And Will says, you know, if this is how good it feels to kiss psychically, like, how good does it feel in real yeah. life? <laughs> so hopefully they'll be able to find out soon. Who knows? But with that, we are going to take a break here. And okay. when we come back, we uh, go get drunk with Leto for a moment to get some liquid courage. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, we'll talk about that more when we get to it, don't yeah, we? Yeah, I was going to say that, yeah. I have some thoughts about that. Okay. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> you always do. <laughs> yeah. But we will be right back. <laughs> so we are back with Sense 8, episode 10. What is human? We start off with Lito, who returns to the bar looking more confident than he was a couple scenes ago. Yeah. Yeah, this will be interesting to talk about. I want to see what we get done. Yeah, 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 this was the part I was like, really? Really? Okay, like... but like, I trust me, this will be a thing. Okay, so he orders drinks. Uh, he has uh, double tequila. So he has two tequilas. And then he drinks them, and he's like, anything else? He's like, two more. Two more, two tequilas. Tequila squared. <laughs> yeah. And I want to make note of the fact that I want to use that every time in a bar now. Just like, tequila squared, please. <laughs> well, that would just be two tequilas. Four tequilas. No, no, no. It would be two tequila squared would be four. Just tequila squared would be two. No, tequila... Okay, double tequilas. Du double, tequila, double tequila squared would be four. Yes, but that's what he meant. But just he said, okay, but just tequila squared is just two. 
Yeah, I think you're right. Um, okay. Uh, I just want to clarify, we're not. I'm not mathing wrong. He head. says two more double tequilas, tequila squared. So yes, double tequila squared. Yes, double tequila squared, but he shortened it. So tequila squared. In this instance, even though the math okay. is not mathing, is four tequilas. So he has like six tequilas, and yeah. I gotta be honest with you, two tequilas fucks me up a little. <laughs> like, <gasps> damn, said okay, because tequila is like was my drink before I had beer. Like I would like just put it in orange juice and drink it. So like I I I would have like maybe two of those. Um two like orange juices and tequilas and I'd be like, woohoo. I'm okay. But I'm okay. But woo. Um but like six, bruh. Um anyway. He drinks all these shots and the bartender apologizes for what he said and what he suggested. And Lito's like, no no no, it was me. It was my mistake. And he kisses him. And yeah, yes. What's your thoughts on that? He needed courage. I mean, so there are other ways to say sorry than kissing someone. Yeah, okay, but like he needed the courage, and it was like a, a big like gesture of sorts. Because the bartender but, like, last for time, someone was, like, who has always like he always talked about, oh, his heart belongs to another, his heart belongs to another. Even after this, he's like, oh, like my heart belongs to another. Still, it's like, but to still kiss someone else like that's so it wasn't it wasn't a romantic kiss though i gotta tell you right now it's a it's i I mean i know that but like it's still just like it felt off from leto's character of always being oh i love hernando hernando is the one hernando is my heart belongs to him to then just like kiss some random bartender okay but this was not about that it's not about kissing a random bartender it's about kissing someone of the same sex in public he has never done that before that was huge for him. Well, why not wait to do it to, with Hernando when they get back together? Because he needed that courage. Because he was terrified. Because he knew that the pictures would maybe come out if he went to go save Danny. So he needed that courage of, I can do this. And this is at least a step in the right direction. And that bartender had suggested it before. But he said no. And this, I think, was a perfect way for Lido to be like, okay, I'm out. I'm out, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out. I'm ready. I need that courage. I got it. I need. Uh, he needs the gay courage, not the liquid courage. You know, he needed the gay courage. I still wasn't a fan of it. I still, I, it was just unsettling to me to then, like, I mean, this bartender clearly had like had a thing for him, and then he just like kissed him, and he's like, oh yeah, but my heart belongs to someone else. Bye. Like, and dip. I'm like that. Like, I think may. I'm hoping this this moment will change in your mind because we'll see more about this scene in season two. The bartender. This scene comes back around. And the effects of the scene come back around. So I really hope that, that, that your mind maybe changes. I mean, maybe, I don't, it just, it seemed off to me. He didn't give the bartender false hope. I will say that now. Say that to you now. I promise. I, I don't know. It just, it, I mean, I get, I get him and Hernando are technically broken up. But like, again, he always preaches about like, oh, his heart belongs to me. And then just he to says like, it in this scene know, too. He says, my heart belongs to another. Thank you very much for your offer. But my heart belongs <sighs> to another. <laughs> it was, uh, it was just so weird. Like, I, I didn't. I was a fan of it. I love this, but that's okay. Uh, anyway, but we will see more about that in season two. Because uh, that moment, or the consequences, not consequences, but like the results of that moment come back around. Okay. Kiss has happened. He says, look, you, your offers to do things to me in the back room were very effective. Very effective. Um, but my heart belongs to another. I, I love someone else, and his name is Hernando. And he runs out of there. And it's very, like, dramatic in a way that, like, only a telenovela could be. So, like, it works for his character as well. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, that part I definitely understood. But yeah. I just, yeah. But we'll see more of that later on. 
So with Riley and Will, uh, they're doing their own individual things. We see them both meet up with their fathers. Riley's meeting up with her father and some of his friends who are also in the orchestra. Um, if that's what it's called. Uh, I appreciate yeah. it. But like the people who are also playing. Uh, they're out there and she's like, you guys are so cute. And they're like, what? And she's like getting stoned in your tuxes like it's 1985. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's adorable. I, I love how much Riley loves her father. And I just love that. I love this. It's so cute. And she says, oh, we, uh, yeah, pot's a thing, but like, um, we mainly do this in London. And she was like, and they were like, ooh, can we have some? And she's like, sure. And it's ecstasy, I'm pretty sure. But yeah. there is, apparently they do this before performances a lot. It helps to get the creative juices flowing. So I guess the ecstasy will help it flow more. Um, <laughs> and with Will, he arrives at the boat and his father has the grill ready. They got a grill on a boat. Damn, fancy. Um, and they're, they're making their broth, they're enjoying the fireworks, and, um, yeah, stuff like that. Ooh. Uh, so, he arrives at the boat, and then we go over to Leto, who kicks some ass, let me tell you. I mean, he tries. Um. I mean, well, I mean, Wolfgang. Wolfgang kicks some ass, but <laughs> Leto gets a couple good hits in. Um. Yeah, no, yeah, no, he definitely tried. He, tr- he tried, and the effort was there. Um, <laughs> yeah. The effort was appreciated, but so with Leto, he arrives at Joaquin's garden. He's driven to his house, and he's so cool. He arrives, he gets out of the car, he's wearing sunglasses, he's smoking, flicks the cigarette, just like all purposefully. He's like, I'm ready to kick ass. <laughs> I-, I fully believe he thinks he's in a telenovela right now. I really fully believe that. He's like, I'm using all of my skill of like telenoveling to take yeah. you out <laughs> and they look over they see him get out of the car and he demands that danny come home with him he's like it's time for you to come home so come with me he reaches out his hand and danny comes to join him she holds his hand goes behind him mm-hmm. and joaquin is like mm, no you're not she's not going anywhere with you like i have the pictures so you can he says i don't care anymore so we're gonna leave <laughs> and obviously annoyed at that Joaquin grabs Danny from leaving, hurting her as well. She is, she seems to be in pain. And Leto tries to intimidate Joaquin. But as he's talking, Joaquin just punches him in the throat. <laughs> it's like halfway through his sentence. It's like, oh, this isn't really working very well, is it? Leto tries to fight back, but really barely gets a punch. And he got one, which is great. Yeah, one. Um, he got one, but uh, that, that's about it. <laughs> and Joaquin at one point like throws him over the garden into the like greeny area of the garden and as he's like throwing him over and like yelling at him danny gets a sh- shovel and like takes her own back she like hits him in the back of the head yeah but then doesn't he like go and grab her and then yeah 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 she 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 hits him in the back of the head great job uh but then he turns around and uh hits her in the face so it didn't go very well if you like she wasn't expecting to hit back, she was like, yes, I'm doing so. And then it was like, oh, shit, he's not down yet. And then, like, Good thing froze. is, the, with these two, good thing is they, they, they're confident enough to fight, but the skills are not measuring up to that. <laughs> they, they, they just can't. <laughs> it's not working out very well. No. Uh, but the courage is there. Um, yes. And uh, so, so then Leto pops up holding two flower pots. <laughs> I love him so much. He's like, I'll attack you with this. Um, he throws one at Joaquin, so that's good. Uh, but uh, it doesn't really do much again. Um, 
so Joaquin is basically punching him, kicking him, throws him to the ground. He, as Lido's on the ground, like, pretty much, like, knocked down. Uh, he grabs Daniela by the hair and is kind of dragging her away. And he's not able to do much to stop it. But then a hand comes into frame to help him up. It's Wolfgang. <laughs> Wolfgang's here. <laughs> and Wolfgang can fight. So he helps Leto to his feet. And then he turns around as Leto and goes, uh, we're not done. <laughs> yeah. Come back. And Joaquin's like, oh, this is hilarious. He goes and he punches him and does nothing. He just like, is like, yes, you want to try that again? <laughs> you want to try punching me again? Because it did not do much. And <laughs> so he's basically kicking his ass and he, his final blow is a uppercut. And he takes him out. He's like on the ground. Oh, that was pulled up. That was real nice. That was sick. Oh my gosh. He was just like unconscious. Like, oh, great job, Wolfgang. And uh, Leto turns around and is like, thank you. Echoing what happened before. And he echoes it again by Wolfgang saying, fighting is easy. Fighting is what I do. Uh, I just love that whole scene because like they really like not even just like get to know each other but these two become like really good friends because of like this where they help each other out mm. kind of thing and so Danielle is watching the whole thing from the distance but she finally runs up to Lido and hugs him and he's like let's go home uh, Lido, go on Lido well done kind of but well done you had the courage to yeah. do it <laughs> he had the courage to do it and that's what's important um so then we cut over to Will for a moment, and his dad is telling him a story as they're watching the fireworks, getting ready to watch the fireworks. They're having some beers. And his dad is telling him the story of how his dad, his Will's grandfather, wanted him to be an electrician like him. He's like, we're going to get you signed up the second you're old enough. It's great. And he's like, I absolutely hated it. I kept shocking myself. His friends kept making fun of me. I did not want it. And so he quit and he told his dad, I'm going to go be a cop. And he said the way his dad looked at him was like he didn't know who he was and he was disappointed in him. Uh, and he says, I know this, though. When you told me you wanted to be a cop, I've never been so proud of you because that's uh, you're my son and you want to do the same thing I did. So mm. that that tells you a little more about their relationship as well. Is that because yeah. his with his dad wasn't great. Um his and Will's is also a little sketchy at times, but they understand each other. Yeah. So a knock on the door at Hernando's occurs. He opens the door and Lido's there covered in bruises and blood. He's got a tissue hanging out his nose. It's like, ouch. Um, and Hernando's like, oh my God. Oh my God, what happened to you? Like, you have a shoot tomorrow. You can't shoot like this. And Lito just smiles and goes, you do still love me. I'm like, ah. <laughs> I just really love them. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, Lito tells Hernando that he was right. And he made a terrible mistake. Uh, he, he said, honestly, a lot of things became clear because of what happened with Daniela. That a lot of their relationship problems became clear because of the way he reacted to what happened to Daniela. And everything that occurred from there. He's like, I know why now. That you've... That You've ended things and things like that. It's all coming clear to me. And he says he fixed it. He turns and makes uh, Fernando turn. And, Le and Daniela's there in the doorway. And she's like, I'm back. And they, they hug. And he's like, are you okay? Like, oh. And she's like, you should have seen it. Lito beat his ass. Like, it was a scene in a movie. It was so cool. 
It was so cute. And confused, Hernando's like, what? You beat someone up? Like, <laughs> you? <laughs> and he says, well, what about the pictures? And Lito says, I don't care about the pictures because this is what's important to me. My career is important to me, but it will never be as important as you. <laughs> yeah. I love them so much. And so then they kiss and, and, um, and lovely little Daniela. Does she never learn her lesson? <laughs> Like, I, I was fine with her up till this episode, until this moment. I was like, are you fucking stupid? This, no, no, no. This is just this is just a little joke, okay? It's not anything that, like, this won't come from anything. It's just like, a ha-ha, this, she hasn't learned. It's but like, it's like, she never fucking learns. Very true, but like, I swear to God. The whole reason she ended up in that situation was because of this. And now she's just like, doing it again. I'm like, moron. Okay, I swear to God. Because like, I know she's doing it again. But like, it's just a little ha-ha joke to be like, oh, she's doing it again but like it's not it's not a problem anymore i swear to god it's not this was just a little haha at the end like that's it <laughs> i swear it's just a haha okay it has nothing to do with what comes forward about like this this picture never sees the light of day from what i know just it's just a little joke okay. that's it. just a little joke and she was because she's just like what he said he didn't care <laughs> but they all hug they all hug they're all together again she's home they're a family it's fine so we leave off with them there. Um, <laughs> I'm going to be doing a lot of defending for Daniela. She's better in season two, I swear to fuck. Okay? okay. <laughs> I swear. Um, so, this is this whole thing kind of encapsulates everyone, but we're with Riley first. Uh, they go and sit down in the concert hall. And uh, before that, though, we do see a little like snippets of 4th of July. We see some fireworks. Yeah. Uh, Nomi and Amanita are fucking, um, yeah. <laughs> go off. And, um, San, 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 oh my god. <laughs> San. I, I always have 80s on the brain. Sun and Caffius kind of join Will watching the fireworks. It's yeah, really, fire. that, that was sweet, I like that. It's really sweet, because, because Will is like, I love fireworks, and Sun just pops up and goes, me too, and Caffius pops up and goes, me three. Like, oh, they <laughs> I just love, like, I watched that scene. And every time I watch scenes like this where, like, there's, it's, like, very specific scenes. Very specific little scenes like this where that happens. And I'll just go, you are my favorite eight people in the whole fucking world. Like, I just really, <laughs> just really love them. And while that's happening, Riley is going to see her father uh, perform at the concert hall. She sits down next to Sven, who's also there to support him. And he's great fingers are dancing across the keys yeah very good piano player and will kala sun lito nomi wolfgang and kathias all the sensates are there as well kind of watching they keep flickering in and out just watching the performance and it makes each of the sensates have a flashback to their own births mm. and this was the part where i was like you might get squeamish depending yeah, this is the disclaimer part is we see birth happen we see birth and when i say we see birth we see birth <laughs> like yes. it's not just women screaming it's like you see down there you see the whole thing <laughs> so yeah, you, you see the child like you see the child coming right on out of there um yeah. so if you are squeamish let that be known um yeah, this is a disclaimer for y'all. Yes, if you decide to go and watch this episode on your own. If you have already and uh, you didn't get the disclaimer because Billy wouldn't let me say it, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I mean, you kept saying there was a disclaimer and you said when it was around in, like, Thailand, so they should have, if you are squeamish, they should be aware. I'm not squeamish, so I was like, fuck the disclaimer. 
it's it's good that you're not. Uh, I love side note that they have this in there. I was just disclaiming it for other people, uh, just in case. But I was watching this and I went, oh fuck! Like I've never fully seen this in a show before where they actually have like people being born. And that's the fun fact about this scene as well is that these are real births. Like that wasn't oh yeah faked at all. Like that like the, when you see it happening all down there, that's real. That they filmed real women giving birth for this. Fun fact. Yeah. Not all of them, obviously, because some of them were actresses for the show. Um, and yeah, I, some I, I of them like, you didn't how, see. How, how do you capture so like people are playing the mom, like who we see, like Colin's yeah. mom, I think, is like one we've seen and like. Yes. Met. Yes, her, and I don't think we actually see kala coming out um so that's you for the actresses that we know the moms for Mm. we don't see them like actually giving birth because we've already seen them uh the same goes for taffius's mom and son's mom we don't see them actually physically giving birth but for the moms we haven't really seen because maybe Mm. they're dead or just not around um oh same goes for nomi as well it was like a c-section but i'll get into that in a second um for the ones that we haven't really seen moms for because they're not in the picture, we see them actually giving birth, which is yeah. very cool. Very, I, I love that they included that. It's different. It's something that people don't really put on TV because it's like, oh, do people want to see that? It's like, yeah, because it normalizes like what happens during birth and stuff like that, which is very interesting to me. And another little thing that I do want to mention as we go through this um, is talking about each of the births all of the births are actually kind of tied to their lives and the lives they kind of lead afterwards. So we're going to go through each sensate and explain why. Um, First, we see Riley. Her dad is playing music and they're holding the phone up. Okay, see, now now this was bullshit. What do you mean? Was was this dude not there for the birth and was just playing piano to the phone instead? He may not have been able to be there. There must have been something that happened where he couldn't be there. He would have been there otherwise. he had time to play piano. Well, he may have. For the phone. He may have been there. He may have been not there, too. Like, there's a chance he could have been in a different country playing piano. We don't know. There's uh, Otherwise, he would have been there. And he was there on the phone as much as he could have been. Trust me. He would have been I, there I, if he could have been. I know, I know he loves his daughter and everything. That's why I was so shocked to see that he was playing piano to a phone instead of actually, like, rushing to be there. Like, I feel like if he knew his wife was that in labor or that pregnant, like, I feel like he would have. Knowing how much he loved Riley, and I'm assuming her mother too, like I felt like he would have been there. Well, I'm wondering if there's other circumstances. Like, for instance, she wasn't at her own house, to be fair. She was also at Sven's house. So she could have been staying there while he was somewhere else. So she had someone watching her if he, because he wasn't there or something like that. Maybe he was in a different country playing piano because Riley did mention that Icelanders like it when you get famous somewhere else and then come back. He may not have been there. He yeah, like, may I, not have been able if, to. If his wife was nine months pregnant, like, wh- why would he leave? Like, I, I mean, maybe that's just me, but like, I think if it my is wife just you. was nine months pregnant, <laughs> I would have been staying there the whole time. Even eight months, I still would have been there the whole, like, I would have been there to be like, hey, if you go into labor, like, I gotta, you know, I want to be here. I want to be there for, like, I'd, I'd be there. I worry you're trying to find a problem where there isn't one, because I don't see a problem here. <laughs> I just think, like. I feel like the fathers should be there for the the child's birth. I mean, agreed. 
But I, but there could have been extenuating circumstances. Like they could have had a conversation a bit ago where he went, "Oh, I've got this opportunity," and she's and she could have been like, "You have to totally go." Oh my gosh, you should definitely like, go. Okay, but that's like speculation. Like, but you got time to play the piano over the phone. Like that's like it's like why aren't you rushing your ass there? It's speculation of him not wanting to be there too. That's speculation. <laughs> well, no, I'm I'm not saying he didn't want to be there. I'm just saying why isn't he like what like like in, instead of rushing to be there when you find out his wife is getting birth. He plays piano over the phone for her. Because that's the only way he could have been there, probably. Life happens, man. What if there was a snowstorm outside and he couldn't have come? Like, I don't know what happened. <laughs> you fucking push through the snowstorm if your wife's giving bars. I don't give a shit. Okay, we'll see if you feel the same way about that when uh, we get into the next couple episodes. Because snowstorms will pay a, play a part in the fin- finale. Oh, okay. But... <laughs> There could have been, there are always extenuating circumstances. Life happens. I I don't know why this is such a big deal. It's, it's just like it, like, I mean, I feel like he knew, he knew his wife was not, I'm assuming nine months pregnant. Why would he, if he went to another country, why would he go to another country? Like, she probably said it was totally fine if he did. Like, life happens, bruh. (laughs) I don't know. To me, that just, and then like. It's the fact that he he was there. He was present. He was fine. He was just playing piano over the phone. And like So he could still be it, there. That's still a way for him to be there. I don't know. It, it, it kind of just rubbed me the wrong way that he wasn't there for the birth. I don't see... I don't understand why. But, um... Because he was still there, to be honest with you. He was still there. Yeah, playing piano. Like- he was there the entire time. Playing piano so that his wife could hear it. And so she could know that he was still there. And he played it so his daughter could hear it because they held the phone up to the baby as she was coming up. Like, he was there the whole time. Just because he wasn't physically there doesn't mean he wasn't there. I still feel like he should have been there in person. Like, I don't Something why, must like, have what, happened what he where he couldn't be there. <sighs> I don't know why this is such a big problem for you. <laughs> I think that he should have been there. Like, physically, like he should have been there. He should have been there to help. Like, I mean, I get it. Like, you know, maybe playing piano over the phone is like, his next best way of doing it, but why wasn't he there physically? Like, and I guess there could be, like, unperceived circumstances or whatever, but, like, it just, it bothered me the fact that he wasn't there. Bro, I didn't think this would be such a big deal for you. Like, life happens, man. Sometimes people aren't there. (laughs) But if he knows his wife is that pregnant and could go into labor at any minute, he should be there. Like, you should be there and be responsible and be there for it, not somewhere else in another country or where else playing piano instead. His wife could have told him to go if he had an opportunity. He may not even be in another country. He could be in Iceland, but something happened to where he couldn't drive home. Who knows? But he was, wasn't he on, like, stage? Like, he was on, like, a stage playing piano? Yeah, but he was practicing. He, was, he wasn't he was playing to people. <laughs> yeah, no, but still, like, he, he was somewhere with a stage. He wasn't at home. No, he wasn't at home. No, I mean, like, not home, but, like, Iceland. Oh. But, like, there just know. could have been a way that he couldn't get back in time. There's just, like, there was extenuating circumstances, and maybe he couldn't be there. Things happen. Sometimes people cannot be there. Like, like Will fully was delivered in a police car because there were extenuating circumstances of where they couldn't get to the hospital on time. and they had to Well, that get was different. Him. The woman was literally, like, Will was coming out. There, there, you can't stop that. Exactly. Maybe Riley was coming out, and you can't stop that. She could have been like, oh. No, but he, but he, but he could have chose to bend there instead of leave. Well, well, how could he be there? If she, what, what if she was on the phone going, she's coming now? Like, she's. 
about to be out like and he couldn't be he probably wasn't like well i'm not going to drive home then if i need to use a landline to talk to you i will stay here and play piano for you so you know i'm here and then i will be home immediately to be with the baby there are many other ways that this could have gone but he chose to be there 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 are guys who like rush back to be with their families like let's think about this pre-cell phone because this is what this was pre-cell phone Mm. there are many guys who will rush back to be with their families and to be with their wife as they're giving birth but they don't stay on the phone with them because there's no cell phone. So yes, they rush back, but then they miss the birth of their child because they decide to rush back instead of call on the phone and be with them in that time. So I'm not saying that's bad, am I? <laughs> like, I don't understand your reasoning. <laughs> I just think he should have been there. Like, in, in, instead of going to a theater and practicing piano, he should have been there he for didn't his think- pregnant wife. He didn't just go, oh, I know you're going to give birth soon, but I'd rather be playing piano. That's not what went through his brain. Doesn't he have a piano at his house? (laughs) That's probably not what he was doing. He was probably practicing for a show and he could have been in a foreign country. As I said, like things happen, (sighs) bro. Yeah, but you don't go to a foreign country if your wife's nine months pregnant. You do if she's, this is all extenuating circumstances. This is all speculation. But his wife could have been like, it's a great opportunity. You should go. I'll be fine. I'll stay with Sven. I if something do that. happens, I'll let you know. Okay, fine, but it doesn't make him a bad person. <laughs> I'm not saying he's a bad person. I'm just saying it annoyed me that he wasn't there. there life happens, bro. You need to know that. Um, <laughs> I know life happens, but also you can also plan for some things. Like it is stressing when, me out that you're pregnant, that. Odds are they're gonna get birth at any minute. You should be there. Why is this such a debate? Why is this such a debate right now? Why it is bothered this, me? Why is this two levels of debate right now? <laughs> I don't know. What is happening? Why is this a big deal? It just bothered me. I don't understand why, but that's all right. Um, Agree to disagree. Anyway, so, but the thing we're talking about is how their births reflect reflect their lives. Okay, yeah. I, I didn't pay attention. I didn't notice any of those. How, yes. what, how, what? I will point out each one. So we see Riley first, and her dad's playing music, and they hold the phone up to her head coming out. And so the first thing she really hears when she's coming out is not just her mom screaming, but also her dad playing music to her. And music is what she goes on to do in her career and in her life. So music, it shows how music plays a big part in her life as that she was born with music. And next we see Will, who was born in a cop car, who then goes on to become a cop, just like his father. Yeah. And his father gives birth, helps with the birth as well. Like, uh, like he, he's there. he receives the birth. What, what's the word? Helps yeah. birth? There's a what? There's a word for it. There's a not helps with birth. But there there's a fucking word for it. Her father delivers. That's the word. Um, his yeah. father delivers him. So, and they have an interesting relationship, or they're kind of connected in some way. And this is kind of when that started because mm. the way his father looks at him when he was born is very much. I love this thing. I love this child in my yeah. hands. Mm. Um, and with Kala. The first thing we see in her birth is a shot of Ganesha, a, a statue yeah. of Ganesha, which uh, has been with her, whole, that God has been with her her whole life, ever since she was born. So that's something that has stayed with her throughout her life and was there when she was born. With Lito, his whole family is there watching telenovelas, including his mother, who's giving birth. They're all watching the TV while he's being born. And that goes into his life where he becomes an actor because like, he, he was born with a telenovela on in the background with his family so enraptured by the TV is so interesting. And with Sun, she was born in a grave site. She was born in a cemetery. Uh, Her mom was visiting someone and gave birth to her there. 
and her mom then later went on to die. So, and that death became a very important factor in her life because her mom's dying wish has stayed with her throughout so much of her life. I hope that's not foreshadowing that someone's going to die by the end of it. Oh, gosh, I hope not. No wonder. <laughs> that's just... Um, because you're like, oh, how this connects to their own life? Like, I feel True. like death affects everyone's life specifically. Mm. Um, so the fact that her... I don't know. Maybe I mean I'm just thinking too much into it, but that's just a thought I had. So, oh, you never know. Goodness gracious. Um, I mean I know I can't tell you. Um, I mean, you know I don't. So Nomi's is a bit more interesting. I had to like dig deep philosophically for this. She was born through C-section. Oh, so was I. Oh, interesting. I was not. Um, huh. but I was born after like multiple miscarriages. So I am. Well, oh, technically... I, I was born after a miscarriage too. Hey. Go off. Uh, we both were then. Sweet. Um, and apparently when you're born after... I don't know if it's multiple or one, but if you're born after miscarriages, you're technically a rainbow baby. And I was like, perfect branding. Yeah. Let's go. No, I, I, yeah, I know. That's what my mom said when she was talking about how, how I was giving birth. There you go. I, I have no idea. I don't... I think my mom didn't know that's what it was called, but my mom had like a few miscarriages before she had me. And she was like... She, she always called me like a miracle. <laughs> Which is cool. I always thought about that as a negative thing when I was younger, but now I think of what? it as a positive thing. Being a miracle. <laughs> yeah, no, my mom's, um, the way she phrased it was that um, in the previous body or baby is that we weren't able to be born, or I wasn't able to be born through that body or through that mm. baby. So instead, I was born through this one. Oh, that's really sweet. <laughs> so that's the way she always said it. My mom always just said that she- I was like a miracle because like they held their breath for like the entirety of my being in her belly because it was like I want to say like three or four miscarriages before me and so she was like I don't know if this is ever gonna work and so here I am um but I always had a tough time I had such a tough time in high school that I was like oh this is I shouldn't be here yeah I'm a miracle but I shouldn't be here so like um it was like it was tough so whenever i thought about it i thought about it in such a negative light but now i think about it in a more positive light yeah part of me kind of wishes oh man i wish these other ones came through because then i'd have more siblings and stuff and i love having siblings and i could add more Mm. but um yeah no it's it's very interesting to be a miracle i guess um anyway yeah so nomi was born through c-section i had to dig deep to really think about what this meant for her life and I, th- in my opinion, at least, it kind of feels like she had a much tougher birth than everyone else. And she was born a bit differently, which she was because she ends up being trans. And I'm trying to think about this in a vein of like her trans experience where she, it's, it's, it was more of a difficult time for her to be birthed. So she was birthed, she was birthed through C-section. And then her mother, the first thing she heard her mother say after being born was, her name as a boy and as she's sitting there remembering this she's like you can see she's not as happy as everyone else remembering their birth Mm. and i think that's how it connects her to the rest of her life kind of in the way that it doesn't if that makes sense yeah (laughs) she's like grown from it in a way with wolfgang his is very interesting because he was born through water birth and Mm. we have seen him a lot go to the like bathhouses like the roman bathhouses. yeah he likes he likes water he likes to swim he swims a lot and it looks like it helps him clear his mind because he seems more calm when he's doing it but that's how it connects to his life in a way because he actually really likes water and with caffius his was a bit tougher to gauge as well but i like to think of it in a way that 
there were other there were two other women in the room when he was born but after he was born the first thing he saw was his mother because he was born that way like right side up and so they lifted him out and his eyes opened and we he's his was the only one i think where we saw his eyes open i don't know if we saw anyone else's eyes open i have to double check that but we saw his eyes open and the first thing he saw was his mother and his mother staring back at him smiling and in such a comforting way and i think that has followed Cappius through his life because his mother's the most important thing to him so yeah all of their births kind of reflected their life now which is very interesting i like that they thought about that little detail when they did that um and they were real births so those are fun facts uh <laughs> after this all happens where we see everyone's birth we see another birth we see the birth of riley's child who yeah, 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 we yeah. know is dead and so yeah. is her husband and she's remembering this and in the memory riley is crying she seems in pain she's in a freezing overturned car she's in a car and it looks very cold and she remembers the car crashing into a snowbank so that's all we see of that before she stands up in the crowd and she has blood pouring from her nose a lot of it and she faints she passes out and that's the last thing we see of the episode yep so shit's not good gotta be honest with you no. <laughs> shit's pretty bad because what happens when you uh have an injury you're taken to the hospital and we know <gasps> oh shit oh shit indeed bad things could happen <laughs> I didn't even think about that yes oh, it's no. not it's not just oh dear she's been hurt it's oh dear she's been hurt so she has to go to a hospital and iceland is pretty dangerous for her to be in right now bad yeah. connections here bad bad bad, bad no bad. i didn't even think of that wow damn. yeah not good um so uh yeah who's your mvp for this episode do we have an mvp I got one. We got one. okay let me think about it because i keep forgetting to do that um let me I know, I know who you're gonna say. That's the thing. So I want to say the other one. <laughs> so pick the other one. If, if you know who I'm gonna pick, say the other one. Okay. I'll That's why I did last time. Okay. Okay. Three, two, one. Wolfgang. Lito. Yeah. <laughs> I figured you'd pick Wolfgang, so I was like, maybe I'll pick Lito then because yeah. Lito did a lot of good things as well in this episode. He maybe didn't have the skills to fight but he had the courage to fight he saved mm. daniela from a bad situation he helped wolfgang out of another situation and he came through even though he was in a really dark place as well and he came through for someone who needed his help which is great and he had the courage to you know come out so to speak because he hasn't yet but like he knew what would happen with the pictures and he did it anyway and he had a lot of courage this episode so yeah Lido. but you yeah, I picked Wolfgang. I mean, he was just badass throughout this whole episode. So cool. Like, with the bazooka, with the gun. Also being smart with planting the gun in the bazooka, like, having those ready. And oh, then yeah. helping Leto fight Joaquin. Like, it was just great. It was just awesome. Leto, uh, not Leto. Wolfgang is... Wolfgang. Wolfgang is, like... He's, like, insane in a great way. Like, he, he, like he, yeah. he will do anything he has to do to kick ass. You know? Yeah. Sick. Amazing. Love him. Want to hear your grade for last week? Sure. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so, I realized last week because there was a vibe that um, I accidentally was going to give when it wasn't for this episode. Um, it turns out that every single vibe, aside from the title, has to do with Wolfgang. <laughs> oh. So, it wasn't going to be. It was going to be a little more even. Maybe. But um, because I it was a wrong vibe, I crossed it out. And I'm like, oh, it's all Wolfgang. Oops. Uh, so mm. 
but first let's read the first one uh the title was what is human you said maybe it had to do with kala you were wrong it had to do with will talking to jonas so that was a no um the uh first vibe you had was a threat you said that maybe had to do with Lido. It wasn't. It was actually Wolfgang and uh, what's his name? Sergey. Not Sergey. What was his name? The fuck was his name? I have forgotten his name. Steiner. Oh my god. Steiner. Yes, that had to do with Steiner threatening Felix in the hospital room. That was what that was. So the second vibe, bazooka. You said Wolfgang. You were right. Yeah. Because Wolfgang's the one who's insane enough to do that. <laughs> Go off. Yeah, I was going to say that. That was pretty easy to guess. That's a Wolfgang thing. Your next one, you ha- only had to guess two. And because there were two that involved, it was you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. You said maybe Will and Wolfgang. It was Wolfgang and Lito. And Lito. Oh, so you yeah. got one right. You got one right. Uh, there was also a hot damn that I gave you. And I did not give you the my 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 disclaimer was birth, and you didn't want to hear no. it. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, those were your vibes for last week. That, that was your score, and your vibe for the next one. You have three, and you have the title. So let me give you the title first. This title involves two sensates. One says it, but it involves two. Okay. And the title is "Just Turn the Wheel and the Future Changes." Maybe Cathias? Yeah. I feel like he drives it a lot, so I feel like turning the wheel is like a metaphor he would use. That's a very good point. And then maybe he says it to Sun? Sun. Oh. All right. So your first vibe is murder. <gasps> murder. Murder. <laughs> Is there any way that the cousins survived the explosion and murdered Felix in the hospital? Ooh, that's a that's a possible theory. That's a very specific, but that's the only first murder I could think of. Mm, that's a good point. All right, I will write that down. Let's see. I don't know. I mean, he got exploded by a bazooka, but maybe he like jumped out or something. I don't know. You he never got know. Last part. Of- I don't know. People have come back from less or more. I'm just gonna like <laughs> I'm one of those people where like unless I physically see them their dead body, I don't believe they're dead. Good point. So, That's what I always live by that too. I I need to see the body. It's like in yeah, Squid no, Game. Point. Squid Game. The yeah. If you if any of you haven't seen Squid Game, what are you doing? Go watch it. But like also spoilers. Um, it's like when the 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 brother shot the cop, his brother. The oh yeah. And he like fell. Yeah, but he, but he's alive, right? He got shot in the shoulder and fell to water. He's fine. <laughs> yeah, I was. You know, I, I, Come I on. He, he also, he's in the returning cast members list. Oh, awesome! I saw that and I was like, "Bitch, what have I been saying? I knew you were yeah, dead." No, <laughs> no I, I knew that. Yeah. My mom had sure. been like, "I don't know. I'm, I think you gotta let him go." I'm like, "No, no, no! I'm not gonna do that because I know he's alive." <laughs> yeah. He's fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, your next one is saving someone after they've been kidnapped, and this. The person who's been kidnapped, I will say this, is not a sensate. The person who saves them is. Oh, maybe. Yeah, so that is... So that, I was going to say maybe Riley is kidnapped because she goes to the hospital. I thought that's what you'd say, so I, like, okay. elaborated. <laughs> who would get kidnapped who's not a sensate? Oh! Mm-hmm. Um, Cathias. Ah, Cathias. All right. I feel Cathias. maybe the daughter gets kidnapped or something. Oh, good point, good point. Also, you're saying his name wrong again. <laughs> 
I, what? Ca, ca, whatever. PH, PH. <laughs> Caffius. Caffius. There you go. Okay. So, your last vibe includes three that you can guess. Three sensates. Okay. Uh, it's keeping someone off the radar. Will. Mm. Know me. Mm. And Riley. Mm. Any particular reason? I feel like Will and Naomi are trying are going to work together to keep Riley off the radar. Mm, because if she goes to the hospital in Iceland and there's that stuff, maybe they're going to like pack into things and like work together because they're the ones who are like more into the BOP. BPO, yes, true. BPO, that thing. True. So they're more in, they're more in the note in that. So I feel like they would do that. They'd be trying to keep her safe because yeah, she's in a precarious position now. I will say that. A little bit, yeah. All right, those are your vibes. For episode 11, Just Turn the Wheel and the Future Changes. That was episode 10, What is Human? I hope you guys enjoyed. We'll see you all.